0: off top grasshoppers have ears on their stomachs i guess it's their abdomen play the music this is the dominique foxworth show what's
1: up charlie not much we're just at the conclusion of another
0: regular season of nfl football (laughs) yeah it feels like um I guess every year is incredibly eventful, but this one like feels particularly um, eventful. I don't know why, but it might just be the coming on the heels of the Hamlin stuff we saw. And I mean, there's a lot of good news in that uh, story. Now, as everybody knows by now, uh, DeMar Hamlin heart stopped on the field Monday night game last week. And it seems like everything is going pretty well right now. He's, tweeting and FaceTiming with his teammates and the uh, Bills had a pretty impressive, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's impressive, but anyway, they had an emotional uh, necessary win. And I was fully anticipating this week of football being like uncomfortable. And I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. because the news that DeMar is doing well is like made it feel like it's okay. Like we were talking about before how that thumbs up when someone's getting carted off the field, is almost like a permission to keep playing and we didn't get that thumbs up it kind of feels like this week in news and demar saying he wishes he could come out the tunnel with his team like all that stuff kind of felt like the thumbs up but did you feel weird at all i mean where's the wrong word i I don't know after that game the last game ended uh with us not knowing if demar hamlin was going to survive or not like I just mm-hmm. anticipated watching football again. And at least at first being like made uncomfortable by it, but I wasn't and it didn't feel like anybody was. Yeah, I think
1: so my feeling was the Saturday games sort of ripped the bandaid off for Sunday. And it was after you saw like the first hit on Saturday, you sort of sunk into the normalcy of it. And like part of it is like watching The Chiefs play football first. They're a really joyous team to watch play football. And I also like, I was reading about this. I was thinking about this. And I almost felt guilty that I didn't feel more guilty about watching football. But then I was like, no, this is also natural. Like I should be able to watch and enjoy a sport that I've watched and enjoyed for, you know, 20 plus years. Um, So I felt the full spectrum of it. But I think it's just honestly, not to simplify
0: it, I think it's just human nature that we go back to our routines a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at people for enjoying it. I enjoyed it and I'm going to enjoy um, all the the playoffs coming up. I I think for me, at least this was, and we've talked about this before, when, when big things like Mm -hmm. this happen, it gives me at least, it gives all of us an opportunity, I think, to talk about these um, broader issues, things that are more important than who wins on Saturday and Sunday. And that window was open for me to talk about like a lot of things that, I really care about when it comes to player health and safety and long-term well-being of, I was going to say professional football players, but honestly, even college football players, I hung out with a bunch of my former college teammates this weekend. Not a bunch, but a few. And it's always like everybody's doing okay and in good spirits, but it's just – it's sad and upsetting to see the guys who – did not play professionally or play professionally for like a year or a couple of years, are dealing with some of the same issues. And uh, I guess it doesn't matter whether you play professionally or not, but one difference is like in college, you you can't even apply for workers' comp because technically you're not an employee. So there is right. let alone the lack of health care, and you carry pre-existing conditions and all that stuff with you, despite the fact that you weren't even paid while you were there. So that's a whole nother thing. But I, I anyway, as, as it pertains to like this window to talk about stuff, um, Chris Nowinski uh, wrote an article in the New York Times that I, I share with you that I, that I read. And he, he's a, a neurologist, a former football player. I think he's a former professional wrestler, too. And mm-hmm. he does a lot of research around the CTE. Uh, But the article that he wrote, it talked a bit about that, but it really focused on heart disease. And I think because DeMar Hamlin's issue was around his heart and it was kind of uh, a rare occurrence. So it's not, it doesn't feel like an indictment on football, but it did give us the opportunity to look at like the numbers of like cardiac related issues football players have. And uh, in the article, he cited a Harvard study that suggested that football players are two and a half times more likely than baseball players to have issues with their heart. And if you remember, um, a couple weeks ago, I think it was Uche Norowini, I think is how you pronounce his name, was uh a offensive lineman with the Jags, and he was like doing some podcasts, and uh, recently he died of a heart attack at 38 years old, and. In Chris's piece, he talked about nine other players since 2015 who had died, and seven of them were 40 years old or younger. And it's like uh, the the researchers believe that it has to do with, like, the size that football players are and the amount of effort it takes them to put on that weight and the, the just the taxing it has on their body. So I don't have some great big conclusion other than – these things are things I think about, I read about, and I care about, and I don't get an opportunity to like squeeze them into mm-hmm. our coverage, except for when it's relevant and is relevant right now. So I don't know. There's no big grand takeaway. We can move on to other stuff. I just wanted to bring everybody's attention to that while, while it, I still
1: can. One thing before we pivot, I think I might be slightly more optimistic or less jaded by cynicism than you are on this, where I think that I do think that. DeMar Hamlins story and Kevin Clark wrote about this for the ringer as well that it was such a watershed moment that there were so many people who who were watching and affected by it that this is going to start a larger compensate a lot larger compensate uh, conversation about the way that young football players are compensated for reach their reach second contract, the way they're given um, health care after they retire and how those split contracts are structured where players make less money when they're on injured reserve and what that means for people who can have lasting lifelong issues. So I do think that this in the positive has actually started a dialogue that probably should have been started decades ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, the dialogue, as far as I'm concerned, has been going on for a while. we have been engaged in it. The challenging part is to like, uh get some momentum behind mm-hmm. those conversations. And one of the most difficult things about it is educating players when they get in the league. And I think that's one um positive outcome of this is the players will be more aware. So then when it comes to I think what's seven years from now is the next time you can and you can always reopen the CBA, but that's the next time that you'll yeah. be able to negotiate the CBA players will be uh, more informed about it and ready to
1: take some action. Hopefully I think, you know, fans like me, or even who are more red blooded and meatbally than me will be, there's more empathy. I mean, you're seeing people who look like superheroes to us who are physically broken. And you saw people crying and freaking out around Demar Hamlin. It's like, if that doesn't penetrate and make you feel differently about stuff, um, there's, there's nothing that will. So,
0: We'll see. Uh, you're yeah. less jaded than me as we discuss, but um, we can pivot <laughs> to to happier conversations. I mean, even if even if this conversation is sad, it's happier than what we were just talking about. So uh, I guess for Packers fans, Aaron Rodgers contemplating his retirement mm-hmm. is kind of sad, right? Like it, it, yeah, seems more real than I thought it was, and maybe he's just got a flair for the dramatic and likes attention, uh-huh. which. Might. I mean, that's not a I don't think Aaron Rodgers would be upset with that character characterization. Like, I think that's a fair characterization of Aaron Rodgers. Um, He did the press conference. You sent me that link of the press conference afterwards. And it certainly seemed like someone who's not coming back, which I just assumed he was coming back up until I saw that video. And then you heard the story about. Um, one of the Lions players trying to trade jerseys with them, and he mm-hmm. said that he had to hold on to this one, which could mean that he's done, or it could mean that he's not sure and he just wants to hold on to it just in case. Uh, or it could just mean, I don't know, he likes his jerseys. Who knows? Yeah.
1: He, he followed that up by saying, It's a night game, Lambo, week 18. There's just certain jerseys you like holding on to, like playing Chicago or a big Sunday night game. It's just a little bit different. It's not keeping it. It's a cool one to give to someone you really care about. And that's after he rebuffed Jameson
0: Williams, who tried to trade jerseys with him. Yeah. And um, giving it to someone you really care about, he was bad in that game. So who wants that jersey? <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. I, that was the shocking thing to me. is like I expected them to win, and Same. they they did not. And a huge reason why they did not was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, that felt like a very big problem, turnovers and not making plays. And we had heard before the season, and I heard we watch that it didn't seem like Aaron Rodgers was the problem. It seemed like there were problems around Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the season. And recently, all those other things had been performing well. The running backs were good. The receivers were good. The defense had come to play, particularly in the Minnesota game, and they played good in this game. But came down to Aaron Rodgers not making plays, so uh, I guess what do you want to see? Um, Are you sick so, of Aaron Rodgers? I kind of wanted no, playoffs, no, no, to be
1: honest no. With you. So I, I I want to see him play another year with these receivers because oh. I couldn't be higher on Christian Watson going into yeah. next season, like. He is a freak athlete who bends the field in ways that six foot five receivers don't. And Mm -hmm. he's really raw. So I want to see him play another year with him and see if he becomes like a superstar number one. I want to see how they build out the roster around them. I know that's difficult with Rodgers making $58 million next season um, if he does decide to come back. And you know what I read into his comments last night? I think he watched Glass Onion over over Christmas break like a lot of people did. And he's like, (laughs) I'm going to make you overanalyze something really simple. And he did that by just providing actual answers and kindness to reporters and transparency. And that made us all stop and think, oh, my God, he's not giving us some cryptic message. What does this mean? And it might just mean that he needs a little bit of time to figure it. It might mean exactly what he said,
0: but there's no deeper meaning. Yeah, he seems so likable, which was weird to me, because it seems like Aaron Rodgers does not come off that way often and... I don't know if he cares to or doesn't, but it seems like he doesn't care to. And I was like, oh, forget that he's a human who has feelings and this could be a big deal for him. And the Packers fans gave him a standing ovation right as he was leaving the field, which was. Like a, a classy thing to do, even in defeat, and that game was a, little, oof, was a tough one for them to yeah. watch and muster up the applause. Yeah. But it was a it was a cool you way, to like NFC title game. <laughs> Don't do that to them. <laughs> that is a good one, though. Um, it was a cool way to end the season, I thought, for uh, the Lions. Yeah, like I, because the other alternative was they get into the playoffs the Seahawks lose earlier today they beat them they get into playoffs tonight or excuse me uh Sunday night would have been awesome for them but then they mm-hmm. likely would have lost in the wild card round I guess they could have they could have been good enough to win a game or two but ending on a big win like this a prime time yeah. game knocking off the like reigning king of your division this is something to build on I think uh that coaching staff and those players, young players, should be excited about next season. They got to find a quarterback, yeah. but other than that, they're good. And golf played fine in that game. He outplayed Rodgers yeah. in that game,
1: like pretty pretty obviously. I um I think you're right. I think um you know everyone except for one team that makes the playoffs ends their season with a devastating loss. The Lions, on the other hand, got to turn their season around and actually end with what for this group is sort of a franchise changing win from a from in a place against a quarterback, against an organization that has dominated them for decades. Um, I do think that's significant. Also, like the post-game interview that deserves to talk about also is Jamal Williams, who had yeah. the ball um, after he broke Barry Sanders' single-season touchdown record with the Lions, and he gave an emotional interview about his grandfather, and then just immediately turned, saying that they got the dog in them, and it was awesome. They could not be a more... they're They're the likable scrappy team. Like, we, we thought about that from Dan, with Dan Campbell from training camp, but it's hard not to like this Lions team. Yes, and they, they have cool players everywhere.
0: This team is likable. They have cool players everywhere. I agree with all of that. Um, I was avoiding talking about uh, Williams' post-game press conference because a little part of me is mad at him because Barry Sanders was my favorite player growing up. And I don't – I'm like – you know Barry Sanders, which I know is petty and not fair, but like scoring is many or more touchdowns, right? He has 17 to Barry 16. Like, I don't want your name in the record books next to Barry Sanders, but that's not fair to me. It's all great. He's a well, fun guy who's really into anime, right? Is it because before it's, the it's, game, didn't he have like some really weird intro that I didn't understand because I'm old super and super into Pokemon. Oh, that was Pokemon?
1: Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say, I guess that is anime, technically. Um but the one thing I will say is, to your point about Barry Sanders, and this is not shaded to Mo Williams, but you can look it up. This is just a fact. There are graphs online uh, where you can see the field and see the distance with, with which he scored his touchdown from touchdowns from. And almost all of them are within two or three yards. So... Very different when they expand the that that graph that chart out and you see Barry Sanders taking him in from 25, 30, 40 yards in his record breaking season on a much
0: worse Lions team. I'll, ha- I'll have you know. Barry Sanders was incredible. I'm gonna mm-hmm. as soon as we get off of this, I'm gonna watch uh Barry Sanders highlight packet because yo, they look
1: fake compared yeah, they... to modern NFL players. They do- they 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 look like Noel Devine's
0: high school highlights. <laughs> <laughs> My first um uh well, I guess it was my first year. It was my second year playing football when I like my first year they didn't know if I was good or not. So they gave me number thirteen. Then my second year mm-hmm. I got to pick my number and I picked number twenty and wore mm-hmm. twenty all the way till I got to high school because Barry was my guy. And I did not play like Barry at all. I, I didn't have that level of quickness and I was pretty quick, but I love Barry Sanders. I don't know how this turned into a Barry appreciation podcast, but he deserves it. I used to hate Emmitt Smith only because people would talk about him like they were the same. I was like, no, the offensive yeah. line is so much better. Obviously I don't hate Emmitt Smith. Now I was a child and I was very upset.
1: Well, that's like the, the initial, like that was before Twitter debates, but that would be the initial Twitter debate of like, well, And they can get you four yards in a big game when it matters. Shut
2: up.
0: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine Barry Sanders behind that um, Cowboys offensive line? Oh, my gosh. So many safeties would be having reconstructive knee and hip surgeries (laughs) because Barry was freaking them. Yeah. I don't know how old the people are who listen to this podcast. Actually, it doesn't matter how old you are. Go watch some Barry Sanders highlights, whoever you are, all of you right now. Also,
1: beyond his uh, Lions highlights, I want you to, if you're going to really do the full Barry deep dive, I want you to go look at his stats at Oklahoma oh State. At Oklahoma God. State, because, yeah, he was sharing a backfield with Thurman Thomas. We've heard legends about coaches being like, no, don't worry about Thurman Thomas. I don't care if he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Worry about the other guy. Yeah. But then this is a, his actual stat line, his junior season when he won the Heisman Trophy. But he 11 games, college seasons are longer now. 344 carries, twenty-six hundred twenty-eight 28 yards, 19 touchdowns. Good. Get God. out of here. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I messed it up. It was 19 receptions. 37 touchdowns. I cut it in half. 37 that touchdowns helps. in the college season. <sighs> that's, like, that's like Cam Newton throwing the ball oh, at
0: Auburn. Gosh, that's incredible. Take a second, a moment for it that to sink in. Oh, you jerks. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm just an angry person. I'm mad at people right now because of how good Barry Sanders was like that. You know how they the basketball is like naming their trophies after former players. Mm-hmm. I want something named after Barry Sanders because he didn't have great playoff success and he is already underappreciated. He's going to be forgotten if we don't make people continue to talk about Barry Sanders. So I guess I should celebrate Jamal Williams because an opportunity yeah. for us to show Barry the love that he deserves. Well, I'm ready to
1: forget Duke Walker, who I don't know who he is. So we can just <laughs> rename that the Barry Sanders trophy at this point.
0: Yeah, the
3: college one. I like yeah. that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around
0: Barnstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
0: The last thing that I wanted to hop into before we go to uh, Roses and Thorns is talk a little Cowboys-Bucks mm-hmm. Monday night football playoff game, ESPN. We got a good game. I feel like ESPN always gets a crap game. We got a, we got the best one of the weekend, I think. It's going to be awesome. The most watched one. I don't know that either of these teams are any good right now, but they are both very in- intriguing. Like, trying to figure out – so watch it, re-watching or watching the Cowboys – uh commander's game, it was so gross. They had the punter dropped a punt, they had a muffed punt. Their defense was like good-ish, but we're going up against Sam Howe and still gave up big plays. It just wasn't pretty. But the real story is how bad their offense looked. And if you look back to week one when they played the Bucks, the Bucks defense won that game. The Bucks defense is not nearly as good or healthy like as they were back then so I'm not sure that they're going to be good enough to win them this game again Mm -hmm. but the Cowboys offense is in that game at least and I guess there was nothing to play for presume they probably assumed that the Eagles were going to win but they did play and they looked so bad and Dak was so bad throwing back-to-back which should have been back-to-back pick sixes but uh, Kendall Fuller dropped the first one and then took the next one to the crib it just wasn't Overall, ugly display by the Cowboys, and it's whatever the opposite of momentum is. Now they have that going into the playoffs,
1: right? And so it's it's really weird because this Cowboys team won six of the last eight games. I think there was a point, maybe six or seven weeks ago, when we thought they were really peaking at the right time, and then Dak had his interception spree, and we sort of mocked earlier in the season. I said that there's a there's a amount there's a limit on the amount of touches Tony Pollard should get. And we're all like, okay, whatever. Well, now he's, over his last two games, has 16 carries for 38 yards. Um, and Dak is still throwing interceptions. The defense hasn't been as dominant as it was at his peak. Yet there's still three-point favorites against the Bucks. And I just gut feeling, after seeing the Bucs two weeks ago when Tom Brady had his first good game of the season, that ceiling
0: would scare me a lot if I was a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, Cowboy fans are always nervous as they should be because these things don't work out well. And And they're not walking through that door. Yeah, they're the most like popular team. So people take joy and mocking them. So they should definitely be nervous either way. But this game, they're better. They're not that much better. But the the ceiling of that offense, I guess, is what should scare them. But they really should have no problem. I guess they're going to Tampa, so that makes it a little harder. But the Cowboys, if you look at like over the past five to seven weeks, the Cowboys have been like much better than the Bucks. Yeah. And the Bucs don't really have anything to hang their hat on on either side of the ball. They aren't really good at anything defensively or offensively. And so seems you don't think there's time. a you don't think
1: there's a way that the Bucks get back to in this game in like a one-off scenario get back to the way they were early in the season stopping the run um and having a dominant front is that their path against this
0: Cowboys team? Uh, well, uh, stopping the run I don't think it's not the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. are not like a run-centric team and Vita Vea is not still not back. So okay, maybe they can stop the run, but I don't think that's how you stop the Cowboys. Uh I mean Carlton Davis is probably not gonna play in this game, right? And CeeDee Lamb has turned into, I think at the beginning of the season, I had questions about him being a true number one. Yeah, I take all those back. He's become pretty special, I think. I love to see him with the ball in his hands, and he's a guy that you have to account for. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really see a path to the Bucks winning this game. But I do see the Cowboys. There's like a path where the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys blow it and choke it away. So I think the Cowboys are better enough in enough areas that the Bucks, even if the Bucks play well, I think the Cowboys should still win. But the Bucs need the Cowboys just to like implode like they did this past weekend. And we all know it's a possibility because they just did it this past weekend. We'll
1: see. Yeah. I'm- I mean, talent-wise, the Cowboys are one of the three best teams in the NFC, for sure, along with the Eagles and 49ers. But I'm not going to be the one who's going to stand here on my soapbox and say they aren't going to choke. That You won't find me saying that the Cowboys won't choke.
0: Yeah, me either. Well, um, that game last week, maybe they knew that the Eagles were going to win, and they were just out there trying to throw off their tendencies and give – the Bucks, some bad tape to study. I don't know, but it didn't work out. Anyway, you got anything else before we um, pivot to everybody's favorite Foxworth? I'm excited for the playoffs. Me too. Well, we'll do um, bets and stuff next week and dive into some more analysis on all the other games other than Cowboys, Bucks. Appreciate you, Charlie.
2: He's so good. <laughs>
0: How has Dominique been lately? Bad or good? Let's find out. This is Roses and Thorns. All right, Roses and Thorns. My wife, Ashley, is here. And I think, hi, I think you have some Roses and Thorns for me, but I don't want to do that because, I mean, maybe we'll get to it eventually. I would rather bring in Sarah Abbott, one of the producers, because if you remember last week, we uh, talked to Christina Buswell One of the producers and we all kind of tried to share things with each other we tried to celebrate her engagement and also teach her the things we've learned about marriage and she taught us some things that uh or at least gave her gave us her perspective on relationships and stuff so then we gave the marching orders to the rest of the producers to come back and teach us something and I'm sure Sarah did not do her homework, so I'm putting her on the spot now anyway. So Sarah, welcome to the show. And also, teach us.
4: Okay, so mine, I am the only one on this podcast who is not in a relationship. So I am representing all of the single people who may listen to this podcast. And I am going to teach you some do's and don'ts for online dating, for Hinge, oh. for Bumble. Um, I'm not on Tinder, so I can't speak to that one. But those are oh. the two
5: that I'm Why on. aren't you on Tinder? Like what's Tinder like? Um, I'm scared of it.
0: Tinder's just like a hookup thing, right? Like Tinder is people are not looking. There's more casual, right?
5: Yeah, That's I my think
0: so. Of
4: Tinder. so. My best friend actually met her husband on Tinder, but I think okay. she's the rare, the rare one. She's like She met the... you said she met her husband on Tinder? Yes.
5: How long's Tinder been around? I have since I was in college. Oh wow. I did not.
0: She was in just. She was in college like a couple of years ago though. So, like college. <laughs> when you hear the word college, you think about like early two thousands because that's when you were in college. Yeah. So how yeah. long? Some Natalie
5: playing some Mariah like We Belong Together.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sarah. Okay. How long ago was that?
5: Um, I like six years. See, yeah, See? That's, that's, yeah.
0: that's that's not that. Long that's ago. a bit. And anyway. okay,
5: I think online dating is so exciting because it wasn't around. Like back when I was first starting to meet Dominique, like Facebook had just come out for like the it had just spread out of like the Ivy Leagues to like the normal Maryland college students. So I was able to sign up. And like that's the closest thing I've had to like a profile as a single person. Um and obviously Facebook then is very different than it is now. And it's still not like a dating site. So tell me, tell me more. What do you do? What don't you do? Maybe I'll have some suggestions too.
4: Yeah, like most oftentimes they'll have prompts to kind mm-hmm. of get so you can get to know people's personality. So some examples would be: I'm overly competitive about blank. My greatest fear in life is blank. And so, do you get help. to pick your prompts? Yes. Okay.
0: And then you, then you, then you lie, right? Like yeah, you go from there to immediately start lying. That's a that's why what you would should you do, do
5: that though? Because then if what you mean, meet why someone, why would you do
0: that? It's of course like. Because you're it's a competition whether you want to admit it or not when you're on there, which is why you said that the idea of um online dating sounds fun to you. It sounds fun to you because it's like a game, it seems fun and it's a high stakes game for some people, it is low stakes for, for you because you're already married. But I do think that everybody, you know else... what I'm
5: trying to find. I'm joking. Man, joking I'm oh, joking. no, no, go
0: ahead. I, I don't want to stand in your way. I've told you that plenty of times. Go, go <laughs> get yours, uh, I will figure figure it out <laughs> i'll hold it all together and i'll cry myself to sleep at night but i'll be fine
5: um like that's so rude to say i'm sorry anyway back how to the
0: rude you're the one that just said you was about to i was i was, was for, obviously for... joking
5: you say I'm really serious like you have this oh, no, figured I, out I,
0: I, I am really serious if you left me i'm not i gonna, know jump off a building i'm gonna sort it out grown damn man anyway the point is it's <sighs> competition everybody else is is um is lying so you got to lie, too. Am I right, Sarah?
5: Do you lie, Sarah? Um,
4: I personally do not lie. If anything, hey. I'm like brutally honest to the yes. point where it
5: backfires. <laughs> okay. But I like that approach. That's what I would do, too, I think.
4: But yeah, so like one of my prompts is uh, like a hot take. And mine is that Stanley Tucci is the most underrated actor of our generation. And that generates quite a bit yeah. of buzz.
0: So like the strategy behind that is like, it's, it's kind of random enough that it would get people's attention and they want to talk to you. Is that
4: exactly, you need a good attention getter. The biggest, like most annoying thing is when it's always guys that say I'm overly competitive about everything. It's like, oh, everything, literally everything that is like the biggest turnoff or my most controversial opinion is that pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. It's like, come Uh, on.
0: Yeah, you that's, know? Not, that's a common. Yeah, you got to be a little bit creative, and that's, I mean, I guess that's my point. It's not that you need to lie, but you are presenting yourself, so you need to. I don't imagine that Sarah is actually passionate about Stanley Tucci's rankings amongst uh, American actors. I, I, but <laughs> you don't know like, that. That's that's fair. I'm guessing, but I feel like that's a that's a good move. I want to come up with a prompt.
5: Okay. But now since you've said that, I'm like stuck on like, what would I, I, it would be so hard to come up with a dating profile. Like I'm overly competitive about what would I say? Taboo. I, that's the only game I really like. I love taboo. That's a good
4: one. That's a good one because people would like, oh, I love taboo or I hate taboo. Something that catches people's attention. Even though it doesn't
5: tell that much about myself other than I like taboo. Um, um, okay. What was? I mean, what would you say you're overly competitive about, Dominique?
0: Um, if you had to do that prompt. Um, I don't know. That's hard. Uh,
5: you better not leave me. Is what I'm hearing because you can't even come up with a dating profile. Even no, be okay.
0: I, I, I decided around the age of 14 that I was not going to make friends by being witty or cute. It's gonna be good at stuff. It's my strategy. Be good at stories. then
5: he's overly competitive about everything, is what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, I I think that's probably the best thing to to say. But that's but, the
5: one she was saying. That's a whack, you'd be like in that whack category.
0: Then Sarah wouldn't. So I mean it, it's a sorting mechanism, either way. If if Sarah reads that and she's like, then clearly we weren't meant to be. You read it, you'd be like, Oh, I like this guy. No,
5: that's Ooh. the thing. I would be like, Ew, I hate competitive people.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Okay.
4: I'm also just brutal on dating apps just in general. Like if there is one thing. What's that your I don't choice?
0: Like, what are you, what are you looking for in a profile picture? Right. So,
4: okay. Yes, this is a good one. Cause I am very particular. I think
0: for, it. for to speaking from, uh, for men and I guess, I, I don't know, Sarah, but I assume that you were looking for, for dudes. Mm-hmm. The picture is more, I don't give a damn about everything else.
4: Yeah. So my The picture that I like is a nice solo shot of the person, but it can't be a selfie because I find it weird when guys take selfies. I don't know. Like that just kind of. Dominique makes, does
5: too. Yeah. yeah, yeah like I too. think
4: that's weird. And so a nice solo shot, a picture with a group of friends. So I know you're not a weirdo and you have friends. <laughs> 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 a picture with. That one will be
5: hard for you, Dominique.
4: <laughs> with, like. Their mom or their family or something like that. And if they have a dog, always include the dog.
0: So shirt off pictures are a turn off for you. So, you know, if you see, ah, oh, man, that's, that would be my first move. My first. Oh, no,
4: that's, that is, <laughs> that's not for me. Also, <laughs> I hate gym pictures when guys like take a gym picture
5: mirror selfie in particular. and present. And a selfie. So it's like doubly annoying. Yeah.
0: I had a, I had a black panic page I didn't get facebook until after you and i were like very seriously dating and, I remember yeah and obviously i didn't have much um didn't have any experience with dating sites but in high school black planet was like uh like a precursor to fl- Facebook in my would like to say I
5: never had a black planet page or my
0: yeah, a black planet planet page and I was like 15 16 years old and my like profile picture i guess was me with a backpack on and some shorts and no shirt, walking to, uh, um, I forgot where I was going, but I was at an amusement park, at a water park. But I was like, yeah, hey, this is what I got. This is what I got to offer. I got, got, some, I got some abs. That's about it. So, but
5: weren't you, like, really skinny when you were that age?
0: I was all right. I was not that skinny. I was, I was small for a football player, but, like, all these other regular video game playing high school kids, it's killing them.
2: Anyway,
0: where are we? And I and I um, our. Okay, so we talked about the prompts,
5: the pictures. Yeah. What What do you want for your picture? Like, do you kind of look at think about the same things for you? Are women? Is it okay if women have selfies because we are selfies less are less weird for us to do? Yeah, I feel like
4: girls are okay with selfies because yeah, like you were saying, it's like a little bit less weird. And I know that is a
5: double standard,
4: but yeah, it's
2: fine. It works out. Some double double standards are real.
4: That
5: could be my controversial opinion. Some stuff's just different. (laughs) yes so yeah that
4: but the hard part then is like actually meeting the person that's when it gets scary because it's
0: hold on hold on hold on hold on on. you didn't you didn't explain the pictures that you're putting out there because I think as a man perusing these sites I think what's going to get me to stop is not that bullshit about Stanley (laughs) Tucci it's it's them pics
4: (laughs) yeah so I my first one is the selfie I think or like a solo shot that I cropped to just be me. Um, and then I have one of me at work, like on the sidelines of a football game. Show like that. Cool, like, right? That was, I that was good. <laughs> that was good. Um, and then I have one from my sister's wedding, and then I have one with me and like
5: my friends. So Aww. oh yeah, I want to see your page and like swipe. Is it swiping right that's the good swipe? Yes. I would swipe right. Yeah.
4: I think
0: the comments of this YouTube video might be filled with suitors.
5: (laughs) So you said something that, that um, struck me and I was like, Oh, I forgot that it really does move from like you swiping left or right on profiles to meeting up in person, which you said is the hard part. So like, what are the steps between like, like how, like how, what percentage do you think do you get to in-person dates of the ones you like or like, Like where's your biggest like fall off like and like after the in-person date or like we exchanged one message and I realized there should be no in-person date or just like in the picture swiping.
4: So I hate small talk on the app because I'm like, okay like as soon as you swipe right and you message me two times, like, let's move past this. Okay. My phone number, like let's make a schedule. Let's make a plan. That's how okay. I am. So when it's too much small talk, I get annoyed because then I also think what are we going to talk about on this date? We are two strangers. So <laughs> yes. are you
0: are you um do you wait for them to like invite you on a date? Yes. Okay.
5: Always. What city are you in? Are you in Connecticut? Yeah, I'm in Connecticut. Okay, okay. Sometimes I lie and say I'm somewhere else. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. But like then how but
5: then you can't meet
4: up. Well, I'll I will mean, like eventually. I won't do anything too far. I just won't put like my actual town cuz I'm oh, yeah, a yeah that bit makes sense. that makes paranoid sense. about that cuz yeah. I yeah. watch yeah. a lot of criminal minds. So I'm scared yes. I'm going to like trash for you. Yes,
5: that's smart. What's
0: the point? I mean, I kind of feel like the point of the online thing is that you can broaden your horizons cuz if like there's somebody who is special and perfect for you, like they may not be <laughs> within uh Thirty miles of Bristol, so like you gotta open it up and be happy to go. Like New York's not that far. Why'd you just put her
5: town out
0: there? I didn't put her town out there. You said. I mean, everyone knows. I mean, I don't live in Bristol. You said. I'm just
5: fine. (laughs) I
4: don't live in Bristol, so we're all good. Okay, we're good. We're gonna edit it
0: out. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't get kidnapped and then blame it on me. That'd be really sad.
4: (laughs) I did have one really bad bumble date, which Christina knows about. Mm. Um, We've talked about it. it was bad first of all he showed up and did not look anything like his pictures and his profile
5: which was that, it actually a different person or just really like filtered or flattering pictures
4: um i think it was like very old pictures so maybe okay. pictures of when he was like in college um <laughs> it was so that was tough right off the get-go um and then it was a taco plate where like you paid at the counter. And I ordered one street taco and one margarita. And he ordered three tacos and margarita and then goes, we'll figure out how to split this at the Ooh. end.
5: <laughs> that was tough. That's,
0: Feminism. Yeah. I mean, that's a, this is where you were saying some things are different. Like, I think surprisingly, I'm probably more progressive than you, Ashley, on some things, but I am not when it comes to like paying on dates and stuff like that. It's like, it. I don't know. That was
4: a tough one. Um, He also made a mnemonic memory device for my name. That was the biggest.
0: <laughs> so he, he doing numbers then if he need help remembering. For your
5: him. Name. He can't yeah. be paying for everybody's taco and margarita. <laughs> you have to, you're going to have to pay for actually one of his tacos um, to even things up. <laughs> but it what wasn't I, a mnemonic I,
4: memory device. Like what the, was That it? was the worst part is like it wasn't a real mnemonic memory device. And I didn't what have was the courage to tell him that. So um, he told me and he was like, oh, yeah, it's just hair. And I kind of looked at uh-huh. him. I'm like, just just why out of curiosity did you go with hair? And he goes, because it rhymes
5: with Sarah.
0: Sarah. OK. Is he's, he's English's second you language? Because
5: you have really nice hair and your name's Sarah. Yeah, uh-huh. I, it was
4: uh, it was an interesting okay. one. So, OK. Yeah.
0: Have oh, you ever gotten. Something. OK, uh, this is my last one for you. Have you ever gotten like in the messages a good line? Because I feel like that's what I that's what rises to my attention is like somebody has like a funny line and it gets popular on like a social media thing. Has anybody hit you with a good line?
4: Um, I've done the song lyric thing a couple of uh, times where like you message you go song back and lyric forth. Yeah, see if they'll like pick up on it. Um, That one's <laughs> always really fun. That's a that's, that's, that's a good a way to do it. Just that's a good
0: sorting mechanism, and uh, yeah. you know you know a lot about them if they can. What's the song? Do you remember what song um, it was?
4: So one guy did a Taylor Swift song, and that okay. was that was a crowd that's pleaser. Points for you. That was points for me. I love okay. Taylor okay. Swift, so that was okay. a solid way. Um, and then another person did some movie quotes. So he quoted Step Brothers to me, which was a good one, and that's always always a good way to get in. All right,
0: Ashley, I would I, if I had to do the song lyrics so this thing i don't know if you know about this but like people just like write like a first line of a song or not even first line a line from a song and what i didn't know if you. how
5: slow do you think i am
0: i don't think you're slow it's just like it's not you have to go back and forth it's like a conversation i get it i know but you don't it's like not clear it's what makes it fun and interesting it's like the first line is normally like seems like okay never mind you get it the point is i was trying to get to is I thought of immediately the song I would use if I were trying to get your attention what? and it would be method man and Mary J. Blige. That would be my, go-to. I'm not sure if that would work or not, but that's where I would go because I don't think why, that wh- you would appreciate because I don't think you would appreciate if I went, as we talked about, I'm a little bit more progressive than you. If I was like, started hitting you with some Beyonce lyrics I'm not sure that you would be interested in meeting up with that guy but you also wouldn't be able to keep up if I was like some deep cut nods so I think I'd go with shorty I'm there for you anytime you need me and we'd go back and forth and then we get married
5: oh I like it I like it and I I love it that's great I was I gonna know. say and I hope that the end of one of your Taylor Swift back and forths ends like that. But I I don't because I hope it ends however you want it to end. Um, like, you know, maybe yeah. dating's fun. I don't know what you're looking for, but I'm happy that you seem to have a good handle you. on online Look at dating. You,
0: trying to sound progressive for, for the YouTube audience. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't am. know. What
5: I don't think marriage is the be all and end all.
0: Oh no, I'm not saying that you think marriage I've never is to be been all. someone to think that. Yeah, I'm not saying that you do think that marriage is to be all an end all, but I also know you. So, so
5: what does that mean?
0: That means that the idea that you're saying, like, um, or what I guess maybe I'm reading too much into it. I'm wrong. Never mind. I'll tell you about it when we're not being recorded.
5: I actually have no idea what he's talking about. Like, so like you probably think like I have an idea what he's talking about yeah. sometimes. But when I say like, I don't know what you're talking about, which happens like once I would say a segment, I legitimately have no idea. I'm just like, I was <laughs> like, uh,
0: OK, well, this the what's in the back of my mind right now was talking about something else. But also, I know that your father now listens to the podcast and I don't want to embarrass oh, him. So. My dad got <laughs> so. this
5: new techie car. <laughs> so my dad, who is. Gonna, he's gonna be 69 this week actually we're gonna have brunch with him this weekend oh he bought a brand new suburban like he growing up here we have i'm one of four my parents always kept a suburban um he brought a brand new suburban with like fancy tvs in it that have like youtube and like all the like They're apps like so, i mean which he doesn't have so he had to sign on my account for all the apps. but he bought it even though he doesn't have small children he bought it one, just to burn gas and kill the environment, I guess. But he said it's diesel, which is a little better, which whatever. But two, because he says he needs to be able to drive all five of his grandchildren around. And like he's there, like he also still works. I just really don't understand. Um, But it has something where he can say, and he's like, guess what I did? I said, hey, Google, play Dominique for a podcast." and I never knew how to find a podcast before, but Google found the podcast. So my parents said they were driving to Kohl's yesterday. My mom loves Kohl's. They were driving to Kohl's and she said, and we listened to that whole episode Dominique did about, you know, what was that? She was, it was a description that eventually she was talking about um, the last Hanlon. one we did um, with Charlie, but after Debar Hamlin's injury. Um, but now they listen, yes yeah that's he's got to say hey google
0: yeah i don't um i don't care like i i just don't want to make you uncomfortable because i would talk about all the uncomfortable stuff but i i do have like weird i had a weird inner not weird interaction but you would be i don't think you about. would make
5: it this far like this is buried at the end so you can say what you want okay
0: good no no i was just saying in general i guess we've probably gone on for longer than the normal time so we can wrap it up but you were not at um you didn't get to avery's basketball game until after it started and I was awkward with one of the parents because she wanted to talk to me about my tweets. And I was like, i it's I've known her for like, and know. she is
5: lovely. Let me tell you a story is, about this parent. She is my lovely. Son, I, love when I realized her, I was why... obsessed with her is when my son, my daughter was in first grade, and my son was, or my daughter was in kindergarten, and my son was, I guess, four. And I'm at a pool party at her house. dominique's the way. Um, and the end of the year pool party with my kindergarten daughter, my four year old son, who's like the only little boy there, who's like jumping in the pool in his shorts because I couldn't. Your parents were supposed to stay. And I've got my like seven month old breastfeeding child, and I'm like sitting there a mess with these three kids. Declan jumps out of the pool and is like, I have to poop. He starts shitting on her patio and the door from the pool goes in her kitchen and poop is dripping from his little wet legs, like through the kitchen floor. And she was so effing cool about it. And ever since then, I've been like, I love her. So you better not act awkward with her. She is the best woman. Oh my God. She let Declan poop on her kitchen floor.
0: But she wanted to talk about my tweets and I was just like. I like the compartment. I'm going to write that down. Life.
5: Read your tweet so we can talk about them.
0: And I was like, this is a basketball compartment where we talk about our girls at basketball. And I it was kind of awkward, but she's cool. She's nice. I, I didn't apologize, but I was like, oh, I don't know. It was nice. She's awesome, so. Anyway, I just told you that because I thought it would make you upset. So you're welcome.
5: So that's a thorn for you. There You don't have to come up with it. Your rose is the opposite. You really are doing well with one of the things we talked about you needing to do, or my hope for you being social. You went out with your friends this weekend, and you actually enjoyed it. Um, so your hopes for the new year, you're really act- – or my hopes for you for the new year, which may not have been the same as your hopes for the new year, but I think I know what's best for you. Um, you're actually acting on them, and I'm proud of you. I have to say I have not – started my growth slash expansion yet um so you're winning in that department so congratulations
0: i'm competitive as we've already established uh in everything <laughs> yes you're welcome for Me that just in taboo. um all right well thanks so much sarah for being the star of this podcast yes um and and if.
5: Dominique is ever perfectly fine because I leave him and he's going to be fine afterwards and I have to set up a dating profile. I'm coming to you.
0: I don't think I would set up a dating profile. Like, I just don't. I don't know.
5: I sent me. I would.
0: No, I I would uh, just mourn the end of a beautiful relationship for the rest of my life. And
5: you already said that you'd be perfectly fine.
0: That was me trying to I'm competitive in everything. I just was trying to save face. That's all. Anyway, Sarah, I'm sure you could see right through my lies. Um, I appreciate you both. And I appreciate you, Christina. Great work. Addy, you're the man. Charlie, thank you very much. Bye, everyone. Love you. Love you, too. I know. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.